Welcome to Bachelor Distilled, where the whiskey is good, but The Bachelor is better. We're your hosts, Jonathan Smeltzer and Andrew Silliman, and each week we're flying high with Peter Weber as he navigates through the clouds of women that surround him in hopes of finding the co-pilot of his choice. Real quick, before we get started with Bachelor Distilled, we wanted to be sure and let you guys know that we are on Instagram at Bachelor Distilled Pod. So Bachelor Distilled P-O-D. Go give us a follow, leave us a message, and if you're enjoying the show, be sure and share us with a friend or two. Welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Bachelor Distilled. This is a big week for a couple of different reasons. First, we all know that it's hometowns, and hometowns are always a very pivotal moment in the show. But more importantly than hometowns, this is a historic episode for Bachelor Distilled. Today, we have our first guest host, and we couldn't be more excited to introduce Stephanie Eberly to the podcast. Thanks, guys. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for letting me invite myself onto your podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So Stephanie <laughs> we comes. We can. Stephanie comes very, very credentialed in the area of reality TV viewership and also professionally she holds a bachelor degree in psychology and also a master's in clinical psychology so she Ooh. is very very qualified to to give us some uh observations on this amazing reality show that we all love this is true i'll do my best to deliver some insights we'll see what happens so uh, before we get started, as always, we like to go around the horn and discuss what we're drinking. So Stephanie, what, what is it that you're sipping on tonight? All right, guys. Well, in the spirit of the podcast, I knew I had to drink a bourbon tonight or a whiskey of some sort. So I am sipping on a little bit of bullet bourbon. Um, so it's a Kentucky bourbon. I know nothing about bourbon. I don't have a lot to say about this, <laughs> except that I can tolerate it, and I'm drinking it neat. I'm just having a little sip of it neat, so wow. um, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> that is impressive. I have the tiniest nip of it, and I will admit that then as an alternative to my right, I have a glass of Pinot Noir, because it is National Drink Wine Day. Um, I don't oh, know if you knew yeah. that. Did not Did so, know that. In the spirit of the podcast, a little bit of a bullet, but my real drink is a Pinot Noir. Nice. Okay. Jonathan, I saw on your social media this weekend that you had quite the excursion on the bourbon trail. So did you come home with any goodies? <laughs> I did. I came, I came home with so many goodies. And uh, I, right now I'm sipping on one of those goodies, and it's, it's an E.H. Taylor small batch which apparently is the thing to get when you're at buffalo trace distillery um everyone like so we're there at the distillery uh for those of you who don't know uh, my wife and i we did a, a, a bourbon trail thing this weekend so we came home with some goodies one of those stops was buffalo trace and uh, as we're waiting to go on the tour this cart of e.h taylor bourbon comes out and at the time, I'm like, you know, 
I don't think anything of it. And then everyone and their mother is like running towards this cart, grabbing E.H. Taylor's directly off the cart to buy. And I was like, I, okay, I've get, I guess I have to go buy that. And uh, anyway, I lucked out and got one. And that's what I'm sipping on tonight. And I'm drinking it neat. And it's super good. I don't know that it's worth, I don't know if it's all the hype everyone was making it, but uh, I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Life is all about expectations. If everybody told you that bourbon sucked so bad and then you had it, you would be like, oh, this is great. You're probably right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so speaking of terrible drinks, I'm drinking something tonight that I hate. But I'm drinking Dang. it just because I have it in the the whiskey or the liquor cart. It's an Irish whiskey. I'm sorry. It's a scotch called Lafroig. And okay. the story of why I even have this is a number of years ago, we went to an auction here in Memphis. Uh, it was kind of like a, a young, semi-single person event, young professional event. And they had a silent auction, and I saw this whiskey there that I, I've never had before, so I thought, okay, I'll bid on that. And some <laughs> random guy who I had never met before came up to me and said, uh, excuse me, are, are you the one who's, are you bidding on that whiskey right there, that scotch? I said, yeah, <laughs> why? He goes, well, well, you know, uh, that's, that's not a scotch for a beginning scotch drinker that's a seasoned scotch so if you're uh, if you're not into scotch you really don't need to be bidding on that so man. if you know me at all you know that i'm an extremely competitive person so from that point on it was absolutely on and i was going to make sure that that douchebag did not get that bottle of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> so here i am i have a bottle of lefroig that i hate because i can't help myself Dang. I'm sorry to hear that. that. I hate having to force myself through a bad drink. It tastes like formaldehyde, honestly. It's, it's the guy, it pains me to say this, but the guy was probably right in hindsight. Yeah. Mm, well, you won anyway. That's right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll forever have that win in my back pocket. <laughs> it's a bad drink, but it's your drink. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so before we get started into the episode, I have a quick trivia question that I want to ask our guest host, Stephanie. So I said earlier when we were talking, it pertained to the pod, but it does, but not in a way that you might think. So the question is this, on my bachelor party, during my bachelor party, what was the nickname that your husband gave Jonathan? Oh my gosh. I don't know. You know, here's the thing. My policy is I don't ask a lot of questions after bachelor parties. Um, so there were general discussions had, but I don't know if I know the answer to this. I'm embarrassed. What is it and why? Jo Jonathan. Tell me. <laughs> Inquiring minds would like to know. Yes. I want to know the whole story. Jonathan, do you know? Do you remember? I I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> oh, you're going to remember. He called you Hobbles 
because you <laughs> because you had that limp from a beach accident or something. I did. Yes, I cut my my the heel of my foot open on some glass at the beach. So that was that what does I was sound dealing familiar. with. Yes, that does that sound familiar. Sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> oh my god! And for those that don't those that don't know too, they were in New Orleans. Like they were walking everywhere. Oh my God! Jonathan was I, ho- hobbling up and down Bourbon Street with his. I, yeah, I was hurricane. having to like go. Oh my God! I was having to go to Walgreens to pick up bandages for my foot for the weekend. Oh my God! So bandages and alcohol were in abundance. Oh man, good times. That That's is a good awesome. time. That's funny. All right, so now that we've we've cleared the air on what my nickname was at Andrew's bachelor party uh, <laughs> uh steph we we have you on the show we finally have what what's truly been lacking in the show and that is a woman's perspective uh and i am very curious do you see any girls that you could be friends with or that you would definitely think i would be frenemies with that person this is such a good question. First of all, let me say about the podcast, as a big fan, I do love getting the male perspective on um, a lot of this. Um, sure. That said, in terms of the girls that are left, if I go through the list, so I honestly, I think I could coexist with Hannah Ann. I think she's a pretty <laughs> benign person. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just benign. That's all I really have to say. I mean, she's very pretty. She's a beautiful girl. That's, uh-huh. There's just not much else to say about her. <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, Kelsey and I also could coexist to a point. Um, she seems very protective of her alcohol. Um, <laughs> so, yes. you know. <laughs> let me stop you. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you, think, do you think Kelsey could coexist with you? Oh, Kelsey doesn't seem to be very good with other women in the room. When it's her and Peter, it's all good. But that's a very I don't I don't know. I don't know if she would do very well with me. I think (laughs) I think we would be fine. And I think there would be one moment and then it would be over with us. Um, (laughs) She's just very emotional. It's a she's a lot. She's a lot to handle. God forbid you look at her champagne bottle. Right. Right, and I'm more of, you know, a guy's girl, and I don't, I, uh, the emotion, as you all have discussed, is a lot. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have Madison, who, I'm sure this will come up more as we discuss the hometowns. Madison is my girl. Oh. Um, she is athletic, she is chill. She, I think, she and I would get along super well um i won't say much more about that because i'm sure we'll discuss it more and then we have victoria f and (laughs) oh victoria f i oh wow i don't even think i could say frenemies with her uh she would be very difficult to get along with for anyone, apparently. I mean, Peter's telling her he loves her left and right, and she can't get along with him, so. Um, Yikes. So that's my lowdown on the girls. Madison and I, I think, are kindred spirits. But other than that, I don't know. I just don't know about these girls. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not sure what I think about these girls either. Uh, so, so just to recap, so you think Hannah Ann and Kelsey just like, yeah, whatever. I would probably take a nap with them in the same room, but we wouldn't hang out. You would definitely hang out with Madison. Like she's she's super cool. And then Victoria F. You just would. You would just not even try and be anything. Like it would go frenemies, and then you'd be so over it that you'd just like cut all connection whatsoever. What? Okay, I'd say that's pretty accurate. But okay, right. what about any girls who have already been cut? Because a girl I feel like I would totally hang out with any time is Natasha because she was such a crack up and so much fun to be around. <laughs> you love you some Natasha I and some do. Sydney. Yes. Yeah, you would hang out with Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been outed. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I liked both of those girls. I really liked Lexi, the redhead girl. Um, I did too. I thought she was cool. She was just very normal. And uh, Kelly, other than I don't know what happened last episode, I feel like she was a normal person. I think right. we could have gotten along. Um, but these ones that are left are just, they're polarizing, I think. Very polarizing. And Jonathan and I discussed early in the season, if we could be friends with Peter and I said, yes. And Jonathan said, yes, Mm -hmm. I, I probably still could be friends with him, but I feel like Jonathan has really, really soured on Peter. I have made a a full 180 degree turn away from that decision. I honestly don't blame you. Like, why was Peter so great as a bachelorette contestant, but so bad as a bachelor? Jeez. So bad. I can't even get into it. (laughs) I just, I loved him so much on Hannah's season. I thought he was going to be amazing. But you know what I wish I had right now? I wish I had Big Mike. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) This is this is going to be I think this is going to be a good topic here because Big Mike was on Bachelor in Paradise. Christian, my wife, went on and on and on about how much she loved Big Mike. He was the greatest thing ever. But when I see Big Mike, all I see is a gal pal. I don't see any girls on Bachelor in Paradise who were really wanting to be with Mike. What do you all think about that? Oh, uh, I have never thought that, but I would, I don't know. Bachelor in Paradise is tough because it's real easy to get in like friend zone for whatever reason on that show. I could really see Mike like just being the only male figure on the show and like surrounded by girls, like girls would be going cuckoo for Cocoa Puss for Mike. I agree. I think in that situation, um, Mike would thrive, but in Paradise, I do agree with you, Andrew, that he is so nice and so sweet that he's the kind of guy that does get friend zoned very easily when there are other options around. Okay, I think that's fair. That's probably he's fair. too he's too sweet for his own good. Too nice. At least he can make a decision, though. This is true. Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we get into some hometown discussion here? Let's do it. All right. So we uh, we had hometowns this week, and we are left wondering, what in the world is Peter thinking with Victoria F? He's sent Kelsey home. 
And he's got two girls where one he's super connected with and the other seems to be a little so-so. So I'm interested to see what you guys thought about hometowns this week. You want me to kick it off? Yeah, go all ahead and right. kick it off. No pressure. Oh, Better be right. awesome. I know. Gosh. So <laughs> here are my major takeaways from hometowns this week. Hannah Ann's hometown was a total snooze fest. It was so boring. <laughs> it was so, so boring. So bad. She had the doting dad, which every season of The Bachelor, they have the dad <laughs> that's going to, like, come out and be, you know, challenge this guy or whatever. So there was that. But, like, there was really nothing else other than Ranger Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ranger Rick. What a great name. Ranger that's Rick. Were, that's what they were calling him. They're like, oh, we call my dad Ranger Rick, so uh, let's go axe throwing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what on earth? Uh, very, I, I got to say, I don't think the axe throwing helped Peter at all, but that's just no. my two cents. <laughs> and then Hannah Ann's like, you got to, we call my dad Ranger Rick, so you have to show us how you're tough. And I was like, this guy two weeks ago wounded himself with a, <laughs> and he's like That's a so skinny true. pant wearing pilot. Like this is not the right guy to yeah. take home to Ranger Rick. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I just I don't even have much to say about Hannah Ann other than it was kind of boring. Oh my gosh, I I felt the exact same way. I I sat there thinking, I this is so boring. Like. I can't believe we're in the close to the end here and I'm this bored with this relationship. And I, I am like constantly amazed at like the words that are said without like, okay, there's not, there's no chemistry at all. There's no like spark that I can see. And Peter's over here. Like, I love you. You're, 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 I'm falling in love with you. And, and I'm just like, what? There's no chemistry here. No, it it's so boring. Anyway, here's one thing that was a lot different this year than last year was Colton had to go to. I don't remember all the girls, uh, Tasha, Cassie, and I can't remember uh, Hannah G. Her parents, and he had to ask the dads for like blessings to marry their daughters and we didn't have that at all in this one what's up with that peter got off so easy does he not care like is that a personal choice thing or is that a producer choice thing i don't know that's that's a great question because it hasn't been mentioned i this season to me like has been a lot of producer calls and i that's hard to i don't i never know the answer to that because it's like there has been so much like producer influence that um, it's hard to, to know. But either way, I mean, I feel like Peter's like such a flower, flowery type of guy that he's probably not going to ask that type of question. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like maybe he's just not practical enough. Like he's too much of a romantic -y. I don't know. But that would almost make you think like he would ask because he That's is true. that type of like romantic like idealistic type of person i don't know maybe yeah maybe the producer is like nah let's not do that 
Yeah. Well, we'll get it. Let's let's save that for later, too, because <laughs> anyway. <laughs> OK, uh, so after Hannah Ann, we went to Iowa, which right in the middle of the country, all kinds of great stuff is happening in Iowa. But most people just consider it flyover country. And the first thing they do is walk into a gazebo and stomp on some grapes. <laughs> and this was the weirdest thing. It was so awkward when I was watching that. They had like that <laughs> squishing sound and they were like really amping up the volume. Then all of a sudden they cut to Kelsey and she's like, do you like it? And I was like, oh my God, that is so awkward. Why'd they do that? Why they the producers need to like ask Peter to stop dancing immediately. Oh, yes. Like Peter, okay, listen, it's it's cool like to do your awkward little dancing thing in no, a normal situation, but maybe not while you're crushing grapes with Kelsey. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And then they ask Peter if their relationship was a wine, like what they would name this wine that it symbolizes their relationship. <laughs> and he goes, it's called wine. So original. Like, so original. Uh, exactly. Yeah. At least he spelled it without an H, because then that would have been really bad. <laughs> My God. So bad. Oh, I felt like her family, like... I don't know. She was a little... Her family situation, I guess, she kind of, like, teed that up for Peter. I feel like... I don't know. It's kind of clear she's not very close with her family. So I felt like Peter just wouldn't connect with that because of his closeness with his own family. Did they say this? But it seemed like the dad was a stepdad. Or was am I just, like, making that up? No, he was a stepdad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. I mean, seemed more like friends. I guess that's what a stepdad is, but I don't know. I don't know, like, when he came into her life or anything, but, yeah. Her mom was obviously super concerned about <laughs> Kelsey's heart getting broken. Oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as they always are. Yeah, all the, all the parents are, like, concerned out of their minds for their little child's heart to be broken. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because they're one of how many people dating the same guy every time. Like, yeah, it's like it's 50-50 chance probably going to happen. So wh- yeah. what is that conversation like before the, they go on the show? Hey, hey, mom and dad, I am not going to be here. You can't contact me for the next three months. <laughs> I'm going to go date a guy on TV and there's going to be a bunch of other girls dating him, too. How does how does that go down? Yeah, what is that conversation? Do you ask your parents, like, what do you think about this? Or do you just say, bye, I might bring him back in a month or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's got it. Uh, there's no, there's, I bet half of them don't even have that conversation. Oh, I'm and then, sure. They just want to be famous like, and they don't care. And then, yeah, they're like, well, I got into this to be famous, but now it's like, this is the only guy I've seen in however many weeks, and I'm falling in love now. <laughs> oh, falling in love. Aren't they all? Do y'all think, okay, so uh, half the time when I'm watching it at this point in, in the season, I'm like, you just love this person because this is the only person of the opposite sex that you have seen 
in <laughs> X amount of weeks and everyone that you have been surrounded with also wants this person. So like half of me thinks you're just influenced by your surrounding. You don't really actually love this person. Um, but there's a piece of me that feels that way. There's also a piece of me that I get caught up. I, every season, this is a pet peeve. I get caught up on the, the words and the semantics of, I am starting to fall in love. I am falling in love (laughs) and I am in love Yes. because they're all different things, but we like to play with those words a lot Mm. and rearrange them depending upon the situation. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It, It, it's hard to know when they're using language like that about falling in love versus in love what anybody really means i think at that point if you've if you've spent one-on-one time with this person a handful of times you've been kissing on this person and talking to them serious and they've met your family like i i guess i could see where everything could be sped up a lot especially if you don't have your phone you're not going to work or doing anything else but man it's still got to bug the heck out of you to know that there's three other women doing the exact same thing. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, I think anybody would get, even if you're not a very competitive person, like you would get competitive about that situation. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just does exactly what they want it to do, which is breeds the drama that we all love to watch. So but good. <laughs> I mean, gosh, what an impossible because there's there's no way that Madison's dad was like, "Oh yeah, that would be a great idea for you to go on this show and meet Pilot Pete who had relations <laughs> with Hannah Brown on national television basically, and you're everybody in her family knows that she's saving herself." Like there's no way that they came to a family decision and was like, yeah, Madison, you, you should definitely go on this TV show. <laughs> I just, when I think about how they're queuing this all up with Madison, I just think about producers, like, behind their screens watching, like, audition videos, just, like, evil laughing. Like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we're going to publicize the windmill thing, and then we're going to publicize the, uh, you know, saving myself for marriage thing, and we're just going to see how this plays out. Oh, my gosh. It's the Hunger Games. This is, like, the Hunger Games in real life. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. What do y'all think what do, what, what do y'all think about the whole Madison thing? Uh, I'm just going to say one thing up front cuz before we get too far into Madison, Bruce Porrell is full of crap. When he says I didn't hire Madison's dad because he was a great basketball coach. I hired him because he was a great man. Like that's a bunch of crap. Like there's a bunch of really great guys out there, but you didn't hire them. You hired the best basketball high school basketball coach in Alabama to be your assistant. Come on, Bruce Pearl, you want to win. Yeah. Let's Bruce, come on. And he's like NCAA ethics violations at Tennessee, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So like, get that out of here. Get that out of yeah. here. Yeah. I have to say though, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought about it as men watching that. That was the most badass date. That was so cool and fun compared to the other, compared to stomping grapes and throwing axes. Oh, jeez. Like, 
Oh, well, well yeah. yeah. I mean, just for the fact that there's actual chemistry between the two of them, I mean, it was awesome yes. to watch that. It was like, finally, something that's like, feels real. All I could think about was like, if I was on that date in an alternate Bizarro universe, like, I would look like such an idiot because Bruce Pearl would be like, oh, you played basketball in college? And be like, yeah, but I know I can't dribble. Like, sorry, don't yell at me right now. <laughs> I don't know. You still would have looked better than Peter because Madison, I was like, that girl is athletic. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peter just could Jeez. not keep yeah. up. Just stop. Just stop. I struggle in general to go back to your question, Jonathan, about the Madison thing. I struggle with it because I feel like should she have, do you guys think she should have brought it up at the hometown before she had a rose in hand? Because, so at the end of the episode, they show her going to talk to Peter before, because she knows they're going to Fantasy Suites next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> but, like, do you, do you feel like she should have, had the guts to say that that night when they were sitting on her porch after her hometown like what are, what are your takes on that uh i have so many thoughts on this uh i think that this should have came up way before now mm -hmm. I, I mean if this is such a critical piece of your life i, I mean, she can't even say the word sex like I, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's, it's a horrible situation to put Peter in, to get a rose and to be like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, by the way, like, if you're going to have sex with other people on the show, like, I'm leaving. It's like, dang, we got, we got a Luke mm -hmm. P scenario. Oh, boy. Right here, here we yes. go. Here we go. So this is gender reverse Luke P situation. Oh, yeah. no. I, I, I so disagree with that because... She has not been in anybody's face about this like Luke P was the whole time. Okay, she's her her personality is not a Luke P, but what she's doing, the ultimatum is a Luke P. But why why does it matter? Like if she if she doesn't want to sleep with the guy, like so what? No, this isn't about her wanting to sleep with him. This is about if you sleep with other people on the show, I will not continue. I, it's one thing to say I, I it's one thing to say I I hold this very uh, close to my faith. Like, I'm not going to sleep with somebody before I marry them. So you and I are not going to have sex. Okay, great. Good talk. Uh, <laughs> it is another thing to say, I will not have sex with you, and I also will not continue in this relationship if you have sex with the other girls on this show when you're the person who signed up for the show that asked people to have sex at the end of the show, you signed I mean, up for they this. Don't, they don't yes. really ask them to do that, though. It's like, here's but it, an... But you, you know it's a thing. You know it's, it is a, it's thing. a thing. Okay. Okay. All right, so here's what I'll say. Part of me says, okay, she knows who this guy is. He's Half of why he's even famous is because of the whole windmill scene. So, like, you know you're going on to a show with the guy who, who, who has done that. but That ship has sailed for him. Yeah, that, yeah, that ship yeah. has sailed a long time Not ago. Not saving himself. But the other, the other part of me says, okay, she goes on to the show, and if she thinks she develops a genuine connection to the guy, then she'll 
talk about personal stuff like that and be like, hey, here's where I am. If you love me, then that's what you'll do. If not, then okay, then that's it. So I get that. And I think that actually kind of ties into the other thing I noticed about his date with Madison. And that is that every other girl on this show, and we haven't even touched on Victoria F., but every other girl that's left has said the L word in some way, shape, or form to him. Madison is the only one who has not. He has said it to her, but she has not said it back to him that I remember. And so it's clear that she's been holding something back. I don't think she's going to say it till she's the last girl standing, if that happens. And I kind of respect her for it. I do, too. <laughs> but the ultimatum piece is hard because she knew she was going to be in this situation. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's where I had the, the trip up is like if if you knew that you felt that like, you know, like this this type of thing happens at the end of this this season, like every single season has a fantasy suite and some seasons have where the people, you know, we can all conclude there's probably sex happening at the end of every season for most seasons. Okay. So if that is the case and you signed up for this show that, and you stand against that, then you should have up front towards the beginning of the season said, Hey, I really have a strong connection with you. I really like you, but I just want you to know up front, like this is something I really hold close to me. And I just, I think it's totally lame that she's waiting till getting a rose going into one of the last episodes to reveal this deep held belief of hers. I think that's, that's just some, some savvy game theory by Madison looking out for her own self-interest. I'm going to get a rose seal this round, get this round done, and then I'm going to drop the the V-bomb on him. Yeah. I think it's lame. Okay, speaking of V-bombs, Victoria F. is a hot mess. And (laughs) Peter apparently is just totally blind, doesn't care, wants to be the resurrector or the... Rest, restorer of people's personalities. I don't know. What? Why is it so hard for him to see what we all see in Victoria? First of all, I'd just like to say that the irony of them listening to Hunter Hayes sing, I don't want easy. <laughs> I want crazy. You got it, buddy. You got it. <laughs> I actually think that maybe should be the title of this podcast episode. <laughs> Done. I've, it's titled that now. I was like, I literally was just crying, watching, like laughing, watching it. I was like, this is just too much. I mean, she is just terrible. She's awful. She's so She's terrible. All the, produ- all the producers are like, oh, this is, this is their theme song. And Peter's like, totally oblivious just dancing his awkward dance with victoria like yes. i love hunter He's hayes like, i love this song like I, arms up in the air like wiggling He's i like, don't oh, want girl. easy <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah you got it man yeah and he's like oh life would never be boring with victoria yeah you're you're right dude like total craziness and infidelity is probably not boring but what is that what you really want in your life 
Uh, oh, man. I have so many things to say about that whole situation. <laughs> yes. Tell I us. I just... She... Let me just... Oh, I have. I actually have notes with bullet points oh, here. Oh, man. So... serious here. Lay it on us. Okay, so this Marissa girl comes in and warns Peter about, I don't know, Victoria being a homewrecker or whatever. And so Peter as usual, feels the need to go confront Victoria with that, which is fine. And I could go back and forth about how simply Victoria could have handled that by saying, I'm really disappointed to hear that somebody would say that about me. It's not true. And I, at this point, I don't know what to say other than it's her word against mine. And I hope you understand that I wouldn't do something like that. Like that could have been the entire conversation. That sounds really mature. But, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too mature. Wow. But Victoria F. is not emotionally mature enough to say that. So Peter brings up, like, the smallest criticism, and she just loses it. I mean, so does that mean that she's guilty, or does that mean that she just... I honestly think this girl just has deep-seated like relationship issues that she cannot handle any type of criticism whatsoever like yeah i i i totally agree i think that she has like really horrible relationship issues like where she can't like she even if you even if she has someone like peter who's like i want to love you like i want to be here for you i like i want to take care of you like she's like pushing the person away to see like at what point will you leave me? So that's an interesting thing for me. But I, I have a little bit of sympathy. Call me crazy. I have a little bit of sympathy for Victoria because sometimes I get a little, I like go a little crazy. Like if I, if someone points out something about me, like I can react in a way where like I shut down and I don't say anything. And then later I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, yada 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 i could see why she's shutting down because it's like every time peter gets with her it's like hey you you're doing this like and i feel like she's feeling this like i can't do anything right so she finally has this date a lot goes right everything's going great and then something's brought up she's like shuts down but i don't know i go back and forth because it's like she could have handled it a lot easier i guess she kept saying things like it doesn't matter, like the truth doesn't matter. Like, what what does that mean? Like, to me, that makes it sound like she probably did whatever this Marissa girl said she did. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. And I know, like, this girl didn't give any details or anything, but I feel like Victoria, she could have been like, you know what? I know what she's talking about. Let me tell you what happened. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, or I have no idea what she's talking about. I, I'm so sorry if I hurt somebody, but, you know, that was never my intention. That's a good point. Conversation over. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. That's a good come point. Come with Peter. I think, oh, wait. That never happened. <laughs> I think Peter could have addressed it at a different point, though. Like, I think... That's true. I think he could have still gone through with, like, meeting her parents and be like, hey, I had such a great time. But, you know, I really I'm having this hesitation because and, you know, the rest of the conversation afterwards, I don't know. I now that Peter's we're talking just, about Peter's just totally blinded by 
by what she looks like, is my opinion. He because, he wants to have a windmill scenario. Yes, with Victoria. He, because he says things like. 99% of our relationship is good. It's just that 1% that's bad. Like, what What are you talking about, dude? Like, No, 70% of it is bad. Bro, you are <laughs> blinded by your lust for this woman. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and the one other thing that I want to bring up before we move past Victoria F. is after, so he leaves, which... I don't like it was kind of his choice, but she really told him to leave so we could go back and forth on that. But then her family comes out to comfort her. And did anybody else like did it strike them as weird the way her family was acting? (laughs) (laughs) You've got us is what they kept saying. Yes, it was weird. Like, I feel like they granted I'm going to give them this. They obviously there's a lot of editing done and also, I don't know that I would have known how to react to that whole thing happening either, but it wasn't like, I feel like my sister's natural reaction to something like that happening would be like, if this guy doesn't see how wonderful you are, he's an idiot. You know, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. You're going to find the right person for you. But her family was like, well, you still have us. Like, not like there's not... There's hope for you. Yeah. It's going to get better. He's going to come to his senses or you're going to find this guy who sees you better. It was like, well, we're stuck with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even catch that. But that's, that's a really good point. The whole thing, the whole thing was just terrible from it all angles. I mean, it's, and then it's, it's like, dude, get, and then he's, oh my gosh. And then he sends Kelsey home and keeps Victoria F around. I'm like, dude, what is your, what is your problem? <laughs> Well, his problem is that he wants to go to the fantasy suite with Victoria and not Kelsey. That is true. So really, what this comes down to is Peter wants to go to the fantasy suite with Victoria F., but he wants to end up... This is like a fantasy suite, marry, kill situation. Nice. <laughs> like, I want to go to the fantasy suite with Victoria. I want to marry Madison. I, can't, I don't think he wants to kill Hannah Ann, but you know what I mean. That is that is so awesome. <laughs> That is, my eyes are open now. He, well, he killed Kelsey. We'll just pretend like Hannah Ann doesn't exist because she's pretty vanilla. Yeah. But not yeah. She's, yeah. She pretty much doesn't exist anyway, yeah. So next week's going to be interesting, guys. I Okay, so last week, Jonathan gave us his over-under for a number of people who Peter does the deed with at one and a half. Jonathan, do you still feel good about that number? <laughs> The stakes are so much higher now (laughs) Oh man This dude is definitely Having a good time with two women No way No I'm going I'm betting the house on the under One or less Uh, Mm. I think I want it I want it to be one or less But I think it's going to be two Okay Okay Andrew, Andrew, we are talking about a dude who did it four times in a windmill. This guy's definitely doing. I, he's For some reason, I just do girls. not see Hannah Ann doing that with him. She I just see, seems I, like too sweet and too innocent to do something like that. I get that. I feel like she would do it in order to, like, quote unquote, prove her love for him to, like, 
win him over. Oh or God! Like that. Then Ranger Rick comes out of the woods with an axe, <laughs> throws it, and splits Peter's head in half. <laughs> I could also see a situation where Madison rocks him so heavily that he's like, "I'm not sleeping with anybody." I think it could happen. I think Madison could pull Cassie and break the entire system the way that Cassie broke it in Colton's season. All right, season. so, so while we have you, Stephanie, they didn't do the preview this week, but last week they showed a preview of Peter basically passed out from anxiety or something <laughs> on a bed after Chris Harrison says, uh, before you do this, there's something we got to tell you. Jeez. I I levied the idea that one of the girls could possibly be pregnant. What what do you think could be happening here? Oh, I want it to be that one of them is pregnant so bad. <laughs> it's Man. so good. God, it would be so good. I I want here's, that to be yeah. I want that to be here's true. Here's what I think it was. I think they just found out that Victoria F was previously engaged or married. Ooh, okay. I buy that. There's like some sort of bomb. I think there's got to be a bomb about Victoria F that he's going to act like he can't handle, but we all saw it coming. Here so after this episode, I I said he's going to pick Victoria F because he doesn't have anything with Hannah Ann. I could see the the connection with uh, Madison being broken because it's like they're not going to, he just like, well, I, I don't, I have faith, but like, not like you do. And I, it's not compatible. And then he's like, okay, Victoria F is the only option left. And like, she's like, for whatever reason, he's all about her. And then I think he's like freaking out because I could see like them saying what you're saying, Steph. And then like, he's like freaking out because he's like, uh, he was about to ask her to marry him, but just some, just some thoughts on my end. But then the rug gets pulled out. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, how like how likely is it that Hannah or uh, Hannah Brown is in this mixture? So I have a question about that as well, because I don't know if you guys remember the preview where Peter's mom is crying Do we? and saying, bring her home. Do we remember Jonathan's favorite preview? Oh, my gosh. It's it's like the <laughs> ideal picture of like. Peter's ideal woman, a, a woman sobbing, crying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Straight up drama. But I was like, could she be talking about Hannah Brown? Totally. Did Hannah go and meet his family? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm remembering. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know. The, in the men tell all, I mean, they had met and it was, I mean, his mom was just so tearful, afraid that, Hannah was going to break his heart. And then the men tell all she was still devastated. Yes. I don't know if you remember. Yes. That. I'm flashing back now. And I remember. So, Oh, Dang. I don't know. No, I mean, Oh man, I think Hannah Brown just broke him so bad. Yeah, I do my, in my heart of hearts though, I do kind of want him to end up with Madison because him ending up with like the child of Auburn university would just be like the ultimate F you to Hannah Brown. Like, <laughs> War damn eagle. War, War damn eagle. eagle. Hannah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is awesome. I did not even think about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, 
Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. It was awesome. And I think you opened our eyes to uh, so many different perspectives. And so thank you again for joining us. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It was my pleasure. And I love listening. And I do want to tell you guys, I've had a few friends tune in since I told them that I was going to be guesting. And they said... They've really been enjoying the podcast, so keep yes, up the good work. Awesome. Oh, my heart's warmed even more after the whiskey and that comment. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, guys. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for joining us. We had a great time and uh, can't wait to watch this week. Fantasy Sweet Week. It's going to be big. And that's a wrap for episode eight. We had such a fun time having Stephanie on the show. We would love to hear if you guys enjoyed having her on the show as well. And if there's other things you guys would like to hear or see on the show. And uh, anyway, we are excited to dive into episode nine next week with The Bachelor and The Bachelor Distilled, where the whiskey's good, but The Bachelor is better. <laughs>